Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast as we endeavor to speak on the subject, Where is God? As we come today on God's Sabbath day, he said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But we must remember that the Sabbath day should be every day in our hearts as it is our duty to stay in tuned with God and walk circumspectly with him each and every day. Let us go to the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come today to thank you. And Father, as the doors of your house of worship, Lord God, opens, we ask you, Lord God, that your people will enter in with a new heart, that they will, Lord God, reach out to your word, that they may be engrafted today by this podcast as you speak to them about your location. And Father, we thank you that we have been given power to become the sons of God. We thank you that we have power over all the power of the enemy. And as we come today, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of our all of our unrighteousness, Lord God. Father, we know that you are faithful to do that before you said that in your word, that if you confess your sins before me, I am faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We bind the works of the flesh, the carnal mind, Father God, which is enmity against you, not subject to your law, indeed, cannot be, Lord God. Father, we thank you for the mind of Christ. Thank you for being a new creature. And now, Father, in Jesus' name, as the word go out, we know it will not return to you void. And Father, we thank you and ask you to bless this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Where is God? The Bible teaches that God reigns over the nations from his holy throne in heaven, referenced in Psalms 47, verse 8, and Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, chapter 66, verse 1, and Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Even though we know that God's presence is in some sense uniquely in heaven, the teachings of Scripture also makes it clear that God is omnipresent present everywhere at the same time. From the beginning of scripture, we see the presence of God hovering over the earth, even when it was still formless and empty, referenced in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. God filled the world with his creation, and his presence and glory continued to inhabit the whole earth. Referenced as Numbers, chapter 14, verse 21. There are many examples throughout the scriptures of God's presence moving on the earth, interacting with his creation. Referenced in Genesis, chapter 3, verse 8, 
Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 14, Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 18, Luke chapter 1, verse 35, and Acts chapter 16, verse 7. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his, the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24 exclaims, Can anyone hide in a secret place so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do not I feel the heavens and earth, declares the Lord. Psalms 139 is an amazing study in God's omnipresence. Where is God? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, God is with you, beside you, above you, and inside you. I think I need to say that one more time. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, God is with you beside you, above you, and inside you. God's presence and watchful care never leaves you. If you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, God is right in front of you, inviting you, drawing you, and offering you the love, mercy, and grace that he longs to give you. I think I need to say that again. If you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, God is right in front of you, inviting you, drawing you, offering you the love, mercy, and grace that he longs to give you. If you are unsure of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, please read our articles on how to get right with God. Perhaps a better question than where is God is where are you in relationship to God? Where is God when it hurts? It seems that, that we desire to know the answer to this question most when we are faced with painful trials and attacks of doubt. Even Jesus during his crucifixion asked, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Referenced in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. The onlookers at the time, as well as those who first read the story, it seemed that God did forsake Jesus. So obviously conclude that we, he will forsake us as well in our darkest moments. Yet, upon the continued observation of the events that unfolded after the crucifixion, the truth is revealed that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. Referenced in Romans chapter 8, verse 30, verses 37 through 39. After Jesus was crucified, he was glorified. Hallelujah. First Peter Referenced in 1 Peter 1, verse 21, Mark chapter 16, verse 6 and 19, Romans chapter 4, verses 24 and 25. From this example 
alone, we can be assured that even when we do not feel God's presence in the midst of our pain, we can still believe his promise that he would never leave us nor forsake us, referenced in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. God sometimes permits what he hates to accomplish what he loves. We put our trust in the fact that God does not lie. He never changes, and his word stands true forever. Reference to Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 29. Psalms chapter 110, verse 4. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 21. And chapter 13, verse 8, James, chapter 1, verse 17, and 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 25. We do not lose heart over painful circumstances because we live by faith in every word that has proceeded from the mouth of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not putting our hope in what is seen or perceived. We trust God that our light and our, our monetary, momentary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs all the suffering that we will endure on this earth. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, because we know and believe that what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Referenced in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 18, and chapter 5, verse 7. We also trust God's word, which says he constantly works, working, he's constantly working things together for our good, of those, for the good of those who love him and have been called according to to his purpose, referenced in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Even though we do not always see the good ends to which God is working things out, we can be assured that a time will come when we will understand and see more clearly. Our lives are like a quilt. If you look at the backside of the quilt, all you see is the mess of knots, loose and ends hanging out all over. It is very unattractive, and there seems to be no rhyme or reason to the work. Yet, when you turn the quilt over, you will see the maker has carefully, craftily woven together each strand to form a beautiful creation, much like the life of the believer, referenced in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. We live with a limited understanding of the things of God. I think I need to say that again. We live with the limited understanding of the things of God. Yet, a day is coming when we will know and understand all things. Referenced in Job chapter 37, verse 5, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, 
Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Where is God when it hurts? Boy, that is a question that we all ask. The message to take with you in hard times is that when you cannot see his hand, trust his heart and know for certain that he is not, has not forsaken you. When you seem to have no strength of your own, that is when you can mostly rest in his presence and know his strength is made perfect in your weakness, referenced in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Sisters and brothers in Christ, I'm one that has to attest to my faults, commit and be honest with myself. There have been times in my life that I'm suffering. Seems like nothing is right. Like Paul said, I'm pressed on every side. It just seems like everything is going wrong. But yet, God knows his purpose for us. Sometimes he has to use sickness to make us humble ourselves to his mighty hand. Sometimes he allows trials and tribulations to force us in the straight and narrow. God is everywhere. I keep telling people that there is nothing hid from him. And the light does shine on darkness. And the doctors comprehend it not because they do not understand the principles and the ways that the Spirit of God comes to us and what the purpose is. I have been one that have carried this word for 64 years. Has not been easy. It has been rewarding because your will, God said, be not weary and well doing. That means that you're going to be opposed as Jesus was opposed. At the age of 12, when he went into the temple in Jerusalem and began to straighten out the scribes and the Pharisees, and letting them know that. God is not just on stone. He is a spirit. His word is not just on stone. It is in man. He has sent me to put it on the fleshly tablets of your hearts. Yet they rejected him. The word of God said, I came to my own and they received me not. I am so glad that this Rejection afforded us to be engrafted in. For God said, they are people that sat in darkness, have seen a great light. Thank God, thank God, thank God that we have the opportunity to have grace and mercy in our lives. He's right there. When they, people lie on you, he's right there. When people lay stumbling blocks in front of you, he's right there. He said in his word that I will make the crooked straight. I will make the rough places smooth. It begins with us. People think 
that we don't have any rough places in us. Oh, yes, we do. Carnal mind is one of the things, is the worst thing that we can have. Trying to think that we know God. And then we are so far away from him. You know, sometimes yeah, I, I love the scripture where it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Sisters and brothers, I am not speaking from something that somebody told me. I'm speaking from facts that have, and things that have encount, I have encountered in my life. I have a personal relationship with God that no one can interfere with, no one can change, no one, can, no one can hinder it. But I beseech you today, my sisters and brothers, that you realize that God is with you. He's right there when you're scheming. He's right there when you're committing acts of sin. He's right there. But yet his loving hand is always out asking you to come to him. All ye that are heavy laden means with sin. And I will give you rest. May God bless you. May he smile upon you. And may he give you peace.